Easier entry will make it so that more people can be a part of Thailand's global-level expos and festivals, pushing them to even greater heights, fulfilling Thailand's potential as a regional venue. Here is where we wrap up the midday news hour for Saturday, March second, twenty twenty-four. The next news hour is at 7 p.m. this evening. You can also catch Radio Thailand's top of the hour news for updates throughout the day. Enjoy the rest of. Now we'll move on to the Nigeria's presidential seat of power, which is Asorok Villa, where we bring you. I beg your pardon. We move to the Parliament of Nigeria. We'll bring you the legislature. We'll go for a quick break. Add to that for a music break, of course, for your music enthusiast, and then we'll come back. It will be time for just a chat, and that's how we'll be wrapping up this morning's transmission. You can listen to us on www. Von.gov.ng. You can also listen to us via Facebook, the pages Von Newscast. It's the English service of Voice of Nigeria. Time now for the world news. It's 8 hours GMT. This is the World News on Voice of Nigeria. My name is Jude Kankara. The headlines, Nigeria receives 25,000 tons of grains from Ukraine. Zimbabwe president cancels trip over bomb threats. Over 25,000 women and children died in Gaza. All these are coming up in a moment. The World Food Program, WFP, has received a donation of 25,000 tons of wheat grain from the Ukrainian government to support 1.3 million vulnerable Nigerians affected by different conflicts in the northeast and northwest regions of the country. While officially receiving the grains in Abuja, World Food Program Country Director David Stevenson said the grains will be combined with cash and other commodities to be distributed to meet the basic needs of the vulnerable people in the region. The Ukrainian ambassador to Nigeria, Valery Vasiliev, explained that the shipment of the grain was made possible with, with the combined efforts from Canada, Denmark, Finland, France, Luxembourg, Norway, Republic of Korea, Sweden and the United Kingdom. Similarly, the distribution of 42,000 metric tons of grains recently released from silos for vulnerable Nigerians is to commence next week in Niger State, North Central Nigeria. Minister of Agriculture and Food Security, Abubakar Kiari, disclosed this in Abuja after a meeting with Niger State Governor Umar Bagu. Speaking on the mode of distribution, the minister said the template for the distribution is with the National Emergency Management Agency and the Office of the National Security Advisor as is intent to start distribution from the local government areas than the state before getting to the federal. To ensure transparency, the minister assured that the media, civil society organizations, religious groups, workers' union will all oversee the distribution. 
Meanwhile, the Nigerian Senate has resurrected the bill for the establishment of the National Assembly Budget and Research Office, which could not pass legislative scrutiny since 2007. The bill was passed through second reading and committed to the Senate Committee on Budget and Financial Institutions. Sponsored by the Deputy Senate President, Senator Jubrimbaro, majority of the senators were of the opinion that the establishment of the research office will be assistance to the budgetary process of the National Assembly. The bill is to provide for creation of an independent, unbiased and non-partisan office to carry out an analysis of national budget estimates. The Nigerian Army has been urged to intensify operations against terrorists and bandits in the northwest region of the country. According to the Minister of State for Defense, Bello Matawali, the activities of the bandits has increased over time, especially in Kaduna, Katsena and Zamfara states, which has led to attacks on personnel, loss of lives and destruction of military hardware. The minister called on the Nigerian military to adopt a more proactive approach in decimating the activities of bandits and in the dealing with insecurity in the above-mentioned states. Matawali called for cooperation from all stakeholders, urging communities to support security agencies in their efforts to rid the region of criminal elements. Still on security, Nigerian army troops in conjunction with a hybrid force and some civilian joint task force have overrun Boko Haram and Islamic State West Africa province terrorist stronghold in Timbuktu Triangle in the Lake Chad region. In a statement by the Director Army Public Relations, Major General Onyema Nwachuku, during the offensive operation conducted, three terrorists were neutralized and one MRAP and cache of ammunition were Recovered. The Chief of Army Staff, Major General Taurid Lagbata, commended the troops for their successful operations and charged them to remain resilient and sustain the momentum of operations. The Nigerian government has called on stakeholders in the oil and gas sector to remain committed to the ideals of energy scrutiny, transition to sustainable practices, and financial viability of the country's energy sector. Secretary to the Government of the Federation, George Akume, made a call at the closing ceremony of the 7th edition of the Nigeria International Energy Summit in Abuja. He noted that the theme of the summit, navigating the new energy world order, security, transition and finance, underscored the complexities and challenges that Nigeria faced in the dynamic landscape of the global energy sector. While appreciating the organizers for a successful event, Akume said the summit had evolved over the years at the most pre- as the most prestigious gathering of minds in the energy sector. Member countries of the Gas Exporting Countries Forum (GECF) has been called on to a summit. Have been called on to commit to sharing knowledge, technology, and best practices to accelerate the unlocking and new applications for natural gas in a manner that boosts economic growth without degrading the environment. Nigeria's Minister of State Petroleum Resources, Gas Ekperikwe Ekbo, made the call. Medical in an address at the extraordinary ministerial meeting of the Gas Exporting Countries Forum in Algiers, Algeria, Algeria. He also proposed measures that could be adopted by member countries in achieving a green economy. ECPO said Nigeria is committed to the exploitation of its natural gas resources in a manner that is both beneficial to its people and conducive to global efforts to create a more sustainable and cleaner energy landscape. The Nigeria Police Force has officially unveiled state-of-the-art security equipment as part as well as commence a training program for state coordinators of the school's protection squad and selected divisional police officers nationwide. 
The Inspector General of Police, IGP Kaidi Egbetoku, made this known at the official unveiling and launching of the training program. The IGP emphasized that the training program aims to equip state coordinators and divisional police officers from all 36 states and the federal capital territory with comprehensive knowledge of the police's role in the national plan for safe schools in Nigeria. This, according to the IGP, will be achieved by facilitating the development of a strategic roadmap for the forces collaboration with various stakeholders to secure children's learning environments. Meanwhile, a bomb scare shut down Zimbabwe's Victoria Falls Airport, forcing the country's president to cancel a planned address at the Conference on Renewable Energy. Presidential spokesperson George Charamba said Zimbabwean President Edson Ngangwagwa was due to address the conference in the morning. Meanwhile, U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin says more than 25,000 women and children have been killed in Israel's war on Gaza since October 7. Press photo by Kanma citing U.N. High Commissioner for Human Rights Volker Turk's assertion that any transfer of weapons or ammunition to Israel violated international law. Austin was unable to provide a figure on how many transfers of precision-guided munitions the United States has sent to Israel. Kana also questioned Austin on whether he would withdraw military assistance from Israel if it proceeded with a planned ground invasion of Rafah. Austin responded that there had to be a credible plan to ensure the safety of the 1.5 million Palestinians sheltering in the southernmost city. Asked whether he would hold military sales to Israel if it invaded Rafah without a plan, he said the decision would be made by President Joe Biden. And that's it on the world news. Not to worry, I'll be back with news about Nigeria. Don't go away. Because I'm... A rhythm of love from Nigeria, the country that defines the future of Africa. Voice of Nigeria, your authoritative choice. From the center of unity, Abuja, to the shores of the Atlantic Ocean, Lagos, this is Voice of Nigeria. Welcome back. It's the World News Bulletin. We delve straight to news about Nigeria, where President Bola Tinubu has approved the constitution of the management team of the federal government-owned power company limited with the reappointment of Kenny Anuwe as the managing director, chief executive officer. In a press statement, the president also reappointed Professor Momon Lowell as the company secretary and legal advisor to the company, appointed to serve for fresh tenure by Ebenezer Olawali, Fakbawunda as Chief Technical Officer, Babatunde Oniru as Chief Commercial Officer and Chief Financial Officer as Julius Olabiyi. President Tinubu tasked the management team of the power company to work out to realize the core objectives of the Presidential Power Initiative in close collaboration with Siemens Energy through the expansion of the national grid. The newly appointed board of the Nigeria Christian 
Kobato de Oniru as Chief Commercial Officer and Chief Financial Officer as Julius Olabi. President Tunubu tasked the management team of the power company to work out to realize the core objectives of the Presidential Power Initiative in close collaboration with Siemens Energy through the expansion of the national grid. The newly appointed board of the Nigeria Christian for the nation. Niger State Police Command has paraded 15 suspects for vandalizing and transporting a trailer load of railway tracks and slippers in Mina, the state capital. The Commissioner for Police of Police State of Police Niger State Command, CP Shaulu Damamang, while parading the suspects before newsmen at the command headquarters headquarters, said the tracks were suspected to have been stolen from Katarama village in Kaduna State. According to him, the military component at Serkin Power after intercepting and arresting the suspects handed them over to the police division at Sadakim Power. CP Damamang affirmed the commitment of the Niger State Police Command to fight and reduce crime to the barest minimum. And finally, Governor Loki Ayedatiwa of Ondo State has urged politicians in the state to eschew any form of violence capable of threatening the peace of residents. Governor Ayedatiwa, in a statement through his Chief Press Secretary, Ebenezer Adion, said, of course... They said the caution was imperative based on reports that some campaign materials were destroyed during the visit of President Bola Tinubu to the state. Governor Aedatiwa tasked law enforcement agencies in the state to arrest and prosecute anyone that engaged in violence. He urged politicians and followers to ensure that their campaigns were issue-based, devoid of blackmail, spreading falsehood, inciting the public and intimidating opponents. And that's it on the World News Bulletin. But just before we go, we'll take another look at our main points. The World Food Program has received a donation of 25,000 tons of wheat grain from the Ukrainian government to support 1.3 million vulnerable Nigerians affected by different conflicts in the northeast and northwest regions of the country. A bomb scare shut down Zimbabwe's Victoria Falls Airport, forcing the country's president to cancel a planned address at a conference on renewable energy. And U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin says more than 25,000 women and children have been killed in Israel's war in Gaza since October 7. And that's it on the world news. Up next is Business Weekly right after this timeout. Don't go away. From the towering heights of the Zuma Rock to the shimmering falls of the Kogosi live a people united for good. With a rich deposit of black gold as a footstool and engine room for growth. We speak with one voice that though tribes and tongues may differ, but like the whispering rushes of rivers Niger and Benue, we remain united for good. Nigeria. Good people, great nation. Rhythm of Love from Nigeria, the country that defines the future of Africa. Voice of Nigeria, your authoritative choice. From the center of unity, Abuja, to the shores of the Atlantic Ocean, Lagos, this is Voice of Nigeria.
and welcome to Business Weekly on Voice of Nigeria. Business Weekly is a program which reviews major economic activities that took place during the week. I am Miriam Suleiman. The highlight of the week is the Nigerian President Bola Tinubu declaring his support for the expatriate employment levy, EEL scheme, saying the initiative will checkmate insecurity, generate more funds, as well as close the wage gap between the expatriate and the Nigerian labor force. Launching the initiative at the State House on Tuesday, President Tinubu cautioned the Nigerian Immigration Service against turning the EEL into an administrative bottleneck that would discourage foreign investors in the country. The president described the EEL initiative as a game-changer that will impose an effective timeline to further train and develop Nigerian workers. Voice of Nigeria State House correspondent Temitokwe Mustafa completes the story. Launching the Expatriate Employment Levy Initiative on Tuesday, President Inubu said that the scheme will facilitate homegrown skill retention and technology domestication. The Nigerian leader expressed satisfaction in the scheme developed by the Federal Ministry of Interior through the Nigerian Immigration Service and a private firm. He said that the Expatriate Employment Levy will create balanced employment opportunities between Nigerians and foreigners. We expect revenue generation improvement, improve naturalization and indigenization, employment of more Nigerians by foreign companies operating in this country, balancing of employment opportunity between Nigerians and expatriates, close wage gap between the expatriate and the Nigerian labor force by making it more attractive. To hire Nigerians. The Nigerian leader warned that the scheme should not be used as an impediment to discourage foreign investors. We are glad that good effort has been made to retool, re-engineer the finances of the country and make growth our hallmark. I've been further assured that the project has the capacity of plugging loopholes and gaps that have bedeviled the country in dealing with security challenges. Movement of foreigners in and out of the country. Interestingly, this scheme will wield the dual fold of revenue generation as well as addressing on employment challenges and salary gaps. Speaking on the details of the initiative, the Minister of Interior, Mr. Bumitun Giojo, explained that the project would be operated on a public-private partnership model between the Federal Government of Nigeria, the Nigerian Immigration Service, NIS, which is the implementing agency, and a technical partner, EEL Projects Limited. Having reviewed the outline business case, the OBC, the Ministry, in collaboration with relevant MDAs, carried out due diligence to interrogate issues around reciprocity, legality, concession, taxation, backlashes, etc., vis-à-vis economic and political implications. The Expatriate Initiative of Nigeria advocates homegrown skill retention and domestication of technologies. From the Council Chamber of the Presidential Villa, Temitokwe Mustafa reporting for Voice of Nigeria. 
In the same vein, the Centre for the Promotion of Private Enterprise said the expatriate employers' levy put in place by the Nigerian government would create more jobs for Nigerians. The CEO of the Centre, Dr. Muda Yusuf, while speaking to Voice of Nigeria, said the initiative will enhance implementation of expatriate quarter system. Any vacancy that exists that Nigerians can feel, we have no business allowing employees to come and fill those vacancies. For me, I think it's in, it's in order, in order to create more jobs locally. The government should could give them a timeline that, okay, we are granting you this permission to employ this expatriate and say that, okay, we are giving you one month, we are giving you two months, we are giving you six months to be able to train Nigerians so that the Nigerians can take over. There should be proper guidelines to support that process. Nigeria imposed a mandatory annual levy for organizations employing expatriate workers, requiring them to pay $15,000 for a director and $10,000 for other categories. President Bola Tinubu has reassured Nigeria that economic recovery is on the way as he sets up a tripartite economic presidential advisory committee to tackle economic concerns, food security and national security. In a meeting with heads of industry and Nigerian top businessmen as well as some members of the Nigerian Governors Forum at the State House and Sunday evening in Abuja, President Tinubu expressed his concerns for the welfare of Nigerians and tasked the business leaders to join hands with the government and give significant changes to the Nigerian economy, emphasizing the importance of serving the people. President Tinubu called for a national self-assessment to identify and jointly rectify policies hindering economic recovery. Any vacancy that exists that Nigerians can feel, we have no business allowing employees to come and fill those vacancies. For me, I think it's in, it's in order, in order to create more jobs locally. The government should could give them a timeline that, okay, we are granting you this permission to employ this expatriate and say that, okay, we are giving you one month, we are giving you two months, we are giving you six months to be able to train Nigerians so that the Nigerians can take over. There should be proper guidelines to support that process. The Nigerian leader acknowledged the intricacies and the challenges confronting the nation, hence he underscored the government's commitment to addressing them. In another development, President Bolatinibu has inaugurated the 27-kilometre Lagos Rail Red Line project during the week in review. The Red Line train is the first phase of the project, which runs from Aguado in Ogun State to Oyungbo in the heart of Lagos, southwestern Nigeria. The commissioning signals the takeoff of another major milestone in Lagos state's transportation infrastructure which brings to two rail lines owned and operated by the Lagos state government. President Bola Tinubu said the rail system idea was initiated when he was the governor of Lagos state, stressing that history has a way of remembering individuals who contributed to the development of humanity. History of Lagos remember all of us. I will be kind. I am very, very happy indeed that today is a day to remember and that infrastructural history of our country and particularly my Lagos. The president assured Nigerians that they will begin to see the change that will galvanize development in the country as his administration is determined to fight corruption at all costs in, in order to improve the economy. Solution that is started. These re- reforms that is ongoing, we're not looking back. Because it's about people. 
the engineering, the construction, the affirmation of our pledge to be loyal to our country. That's one thing I know, definitely, is that there is a very bright light at the end of the tunnel. President Tinubu maintained that his administration would work out ways to ensure that every citizen enjoys access to a safe, efficient and affordable multimodal transportation, while promising that the Federal Ministry of Transportation will ensure collaboration with sub-national governments to enhance transport sector in the country. The House of Representatives said it has put measures in place at wooing investors from Switzerland to Nigeria. Chairman Nigeria Switzerland Friendship Group in the House of Representatives Honorable Ambayowe Rodney Ebikebina gave the assurance when he met with the Deputy Switzerland Ambassador to Nigeria, Mr. Lucas Schifferle in Abuja. He expressed the readiness of the House of Representatives to put in place relevant legislation to achieve the objective. Correspondent Gloria Essien reports on this and other activities in the House of Representatives. The Chairman House Committee on Nigeria and Switzerland Parliamentary Friendship, Honorable Ambayowe Way Ebikabina at the panel's inaugural meeting says the opportunity presented through the friendship between Nigeria and Switzerland since the last few decades will be duly harnessed to benefit Nigerians. The lawmaker reiterated the resolve of the National Assembly to sustain the cordial relationship with their counterparts from Switzerland. He noted that there is the need to maintain the cordial relationship between both countries through constant parliamentary interactions. We realize a, a lot of opportunities that have been lacking behind that are open for Nigerians. Meanwhile, the Committee on Delegated Legislation chaired by Honorable Lufemi Bamishev has called for unwavering commitment by ministries, departments and agencies under its supervision to discharge their relegated duties to Nigerians. He stated this while meeting with some agencies under its supervision at the House of Representatives. I look forward to the constructive engagement with you all to ensure that delegated legislation are carried out in accordance with the law and to benefit all Nigerians. Let us work together towards a more effective implementation of the start. Meanwhile, at plenary, the House of Representatives urged President Bola Metunubu to comprehensively review the 2012 Oransayan Report, the Guni Aji Report, which reviewed the Oransayan Report, the White Paper released by President Jonathan Administration, the Ama Purple White Paper and the Ebele Okeke White Paper, in line with current realities, while considering the implementation alternatives that are in tune with the current realities and which at the same time would have minimum unintended consequences, impacts, implications and outcomes. It also urged the executive arm of government to develop and implement policies that will reposition the agricultural sector, the solid mineral sector and the informal sector which will serve as alternative to those that may be laid off consequentially while at the same time spurring economic growth. The call followed the adoption of a motion of urgent national importance on call on the president to comprehensively review the 2012 Oransayan report, all other related reports and white papers before implementation, moved by Honorable Kama Nkem Kama, Honorable Olumide Osoba, and Honorable Jonathan Befi. The motion said that in 2012, President Goodluck Jonathan administration set up the presidential committee on the rationalization and restructuring of federal government parastatals, commissions, and agencies headed by Stephen 
Oransa, a retired federal civil servant and former head of civil service of the Federation. Also, the House of Representatives Committee on Constitutional Review briefed the media on activities lined up for the intending review. Other bills and motions were also considered and passed at plenary. From the National Assembly, Gloria Sien reporting for Voice of Nigeria. And the chief executive officer of the Ghana Employers Association, GEA, Alex Frimpong, has revealed that most businesses do not have the space to accommodate fresh graduates from tertiary institutions. He noted that businesses are struggling and the required expansion needed to accommodate these graduates is not happening. Alex Frimpong disclosed this while speaking to journalists in Accra, the Ghanaian capital. He also disclosed that the job market is changing because most enterprises are not prepared to take on these young graduates and train them, but rather look out for some skills just to fill some spaces at their workplace. It is here we end this week's edition of Business Weekly. Join us same time for another package. This program was produced by Jesu Jiwon Babalola and I am Mariam Suleiman. Excellent programming, news, views, and analysis of issues from an African perspective. Voice of Nigeria. From the center of unity, Abuja, to the shores of the Atlantic Ocean, Lagos, this is Voice of Nigeria. country with talks of separations looming near. We inherit a nation where its children are left hungry. Will the walls and gates of our school remain unsafe? And the students go to school without fear. Will we stay at home forever because our schools are not safe and stop our mothers from shedding a tear? Wise words of our elders is one of a kind. A people united are a people with one mind. They can move mountains and build a great nation. Bring peace and prosperity that will last for generations. Abdul, Kule, and Jimka, these are my friends. We are Nigerians and we are here to stay. We are stronger together. And this we know. Aousa, Yoruba, Igbo, and many other ethnicities. Nigeria cannot be divided. this we all agree. The Federal Executive Council, at its Monday meeting, February 26, 2024, approved the implementation of the Oro Science Report, submitted to the then Nigerian President Goodluck Jonathan in 2012. The decision was taken in order to enhance efficiency in the federal service and reduce the cost of governance. Specifically, the implementation of the report will entail the restructuring and rationalization of federal agencies, para and commissions. 
the implementation involves merging, subsuming, and ultra scrapping of agencies with similar functions. It is with this I welcome you to today's edition of Issues, a quarter program with spotlights on burning issues in Nigeria. And on this edition, our focus will be on the implementation of Science Report. How realistic is the implementation? We are reaching you from Voice of Nigeria. Stay tuned. My name is Yahaya Ndambabu. Of course, for whoever is following uh, Nigerian news, it is no longer a news that Nigerian President Bola Ametinubu has ordered the implementation of the recommendations of the Steve Orosai Committee report on the merger and scrapping of some agencies of government for efficiency and cost-cutting measures. Um, to discuss this issue with me today, I have two public analysts who happen to be journalists also. By my left-hand side, I have um, Ali Utman. You are welcome to this. Uh, listeners, Good day and uh, thank you for having me. And on my right hand side, I have with me Dr. Kasim Akiriti. Welcome to the studio of us on the Thank you very much. Mr. Ali Utman, um, just on Monday, the President, President Ahmed Balatinibu, has ordered that the Steve Odo Science Report should be implemented. Sir, how, do you re- how would you react to this recent announcement? Well, the announcement came as a shock to many Nigerians, despite the fact that uh, that report has been pending for 12 years as uh, a document that uh, two previous governments had reviewed it twice in different levels. Uh, former President Gulag Jonathan reviewed it was the one who called for the, review, for, the, for the report, for the investigation that led to the white paper which was reviewed by uh, President, former President uh, Babangida, I mean, sorry, uh, Buhari, uh, Muhammad Buhari during his eighth year, but the implementation was not, you know, carried out. Uh, despite the fact that this government came with a policy direction of cutting costs, coming up with two areas whereby uh, services can be improved and other reasons they offered as uh, basis for dusting the document and not necessarily even reviewing it but uh, calling for implementation the implementation as you have already highlighted is in three segments only two agencies have been affected by the total scrapping uh, many are going to be merged the margin is expected to achieve almost 60 50 to 60 percent of reduction of government agencies in terms of uh, existence and roles uh, the reason given uh, that some of these uh, organization agencies are having dual roles that can be managed. Uh, the government have assured us that uh, there won't be any uh, loss of uh, jobs, but uh, obviously, though I don't know whether your program will uh, reach off that level, obviously it's difficult for agencies to be matched if it is going to be without uh, having need or necessities of uh, some people losing their jobs. The Minister of Information and National Orientation raised a vital issue that uh, or, or, there has to be competition on competencies of uh, uh, public officers uh, and, and workers as to the possibility of uh, all of them retaining their uh, jobs or some being affected because of their abilities or lack of ability to be able to 
blend or meet up with the standard required and the court costing uh, measure is also there but the most important thing is that uh, it's a report that had followed past efforts since present uh Obasanjo's period 1999 to 2007 when he had uh, a committee that reviewed the entire scope of uh, civil service and suggested ways of streamlining and at the end we had more of the agencies being created okay thank you sir um dr kasim akiriti were any period in the world globally where offices have been have been expanded for specialization purposes but now this report is recommending shrinking, margin, scrapping. How do you react to that? Well, I think uh, globally, um, what we have is uh, a synthesis of um, uh, of work, and in fact, with the technology that is started coming on, uh, you know, artificial intelligence is also you know uh, running fast and beckoning to us, obviously taking more more jobs. But more importantly is the fact that uh, if you talk, want to talk about efficiency and high productivity, you need to you know, bring a lot of people. You need to bring a lot of people together, or uh, you need to also bring some agencies. You know, you look, look, look at um, various organizations that had you know almost the same who have performed the same function to come together, you know, and form a whole. A good example is uh, you know. Um, Voice of Nigeria and Radio Nigeria, and that's another example is you know EFCC, ICTC, and, ICTC. and uh, um, there's a, there's another one. You know, the three of them, the anti-corruption agencies. You can see that they are spinned out of roles. For, for 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 Von and you know uh, Radio Nigeria, you can also see that uh, you know we are almost doing this, except that our focus Voice of Nigeria is towards you know uh, get towards international community. And the fact that this has sort of been the structure, the status quo in the, in the 60s up to the you know, 1990s, uh, is an opportunity to see where do we you know, really to come back into and how, where do we need to strengthen, where do we need to move ahead. And if basically look at all those passatas and commissions that were created, as they were within you know, certain you know, ministries or certain organizations before. So, if you want to cut costs, fine. If you also want to utilize the best, you know, um, brains that you have in those commissions and groups, it's also fine. But the reality, of course, is that if it's coming now, that's why people are looking at, oh, why is it coming now? But it's never too late to take a decision to think that it's right for the country or for organization to move forward. And basically, when you, when, when you people are looking at it from the point of maybe downsizing, no, the, I think the word they can there is you know rationalizing, because if you are going to about competence of the people, that is also good you know for for the for the progress of you know an organization, and the civil service as a whole, the major objective of the public service is efficiency and good service delivery. Once you can achieve that within the scope, you know of this reintegration you are trying to do or bringing. Commissions and meetings together. I think it's, 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 we, are, we are good to go. Okay, thank you. Um, turning to Mr. Aliyu, um, the the two reasons for 
the report for the implementation of the report is cutting down cost and efficiency and good service delivery. Um, to what extent can this uh, merger achieve it? Achieve it. Well, the most important thing is that every government that comes to uh, streamline or regulate government agencies' operations, they usually raise this type of uh, obvious uh, reasons, uh, cutting costs, efficiency. But if you look at the media in Nigeria, how this uh, news came and it was being reviewed and analyzed, is that uh, why is cut costing when it comes to agencies' performances? And of course, there are obvious agencies that are also having duplicated duties. But are we talking about cutting costs? When the office of, uh, for example, the president has multiple of roles being played by multiple of uh, people that uh, you find an, or an, uh, you know, a segment of a duty, like, for example, in the economy, you have multiple senior special assistant, special advisors, not one, not two, depending on the sector's need for the office of the president or vice president or even at the level of national assembly. There is a member of the House of Representatives that has over 58. All are aimed at more or less creating opportunities, if you like, for his people that had worked for him to be elected into the House of Representatives. But how do you see cost saving applicable when there are those leakages or those uh, appointments being made that attract more you know, uh, 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 overhead costs on the government and as well as other opportunities. So basically, issue of efficiency, it depends. Uh, doctor has raised the issue of uh, artificial intelligence being applied to reduce the human-to-human -human interaction in terms of delivery of uh, services or, or, or certain, you know, uh, work by, by by individuals. Of course, it's an anything around the world. The the ICT world has been able to, uh, you know, provided options. We are now seeing uh, robots working, but even the robots that are being regulated by somebody, which the machines are there to, to, to be used, and somebody must be there to uh, in, give instruction that the ITC, IC, I mean, artificial intelligence knowledge can be utilized. So when you come to this, there has to be, you know, issue of uh, understanding your needs. Uh, like he said, referring to Voice of Nigeria and Fair Radio Corporation of Nigeria, Voice of Nigeria has a special target audience. And the law establishing Voice of Nigeria has certain similarities with the law that establishes other international uh, broadcast organizations that services the, the foreign, policy, foreign policy directions of their nations. We have the BBC for United Kingdom. We have the Deutsche Welle for Germany. We have the uh, Radio France International for France. And the likes of, uh, even within the African continent, we have many of our African nations that they have similar reducing that is supposed to serve purposes of promoting foreign uh, policy direction for the audience that requires such simplicity of language, not the diplomatic way of uh, using language, as well as, uh, you know, promoting the need to attract foreign direct investments into Nigeria in particular, in the case of Voice of Nigeria, and many other countries around the world. Oh, you raised the issue of um, political will. Yes. Add about two from, two presidents. Yeah. President yeah. Goodluck Jonathan, yeah. President uh, Muhammadu Buhari, yes. who wanted to implement the report. Fortunately, they couldn't. Yes. Um, I, that's why I want to ask you that, um, uh, do you see any this government having the political will to, to implement this report? Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm so confident that um, President Tunubu will, will put this through. 
because of his own his own antecedents, you know, because I happen to have worked you know, uh, with with that regime as a correspondent in in Lagos when he was there, and this is someone that would dust you know past records, past efforts, and will bring it into, into limelight and will pursue it vigorously. For a good example, when he was in Lagos, he went back to take the Lagos plan of action. Since 1967, he went back. This is what I by Johnson, that have been done by so many heads of the, even Latif Jacondi and the rest. Well, in as much as I want us to continue this discussion, Whoa. time is seriously engaged. On. But I must ask um, uh, Mr. Ali Utma uh, whether he sees this government uh, to have the political will to implement this report? Well, as Dr. Kasim said, uh, the present uh, Bola Tinibu's government has every political will to implement this uh, thing. He has antecedents that can be reflected on, and you uh, have nothing in, in your, no doubt in your mind that uh, I had worked with him when he was a senator some 30 years ago. I knew how he strategized and was able to have a hub whereby whenever he wants to push forward, he got it smoothly done and with results driven. Well, dear listeners, this is where we end today's edition of the program Issues. Focus has been on the implementation of Steve Orosa's report. Um, for questions, comments, and observations, send to the producer Issues, PMB. 4003 Falomo Ikoi, Lagos, Nigeria. You can also send an email to vonenglishproducers at gmail.com. You can listen to us on Von News app, which can be downloaded from your preferred app store. Our live stream is also available on www.von.gov.ng. Our Andu is at Voice of Nigeria. Production was by Yahaya Ndambabu and Bibi Sunday Kaura manned the studio. A rhythm of love from Nigeria, the country that defines the future of Africa. Voice of Nigeria, your authoritative choice. Welcome to this week's edition of The Villa. In this program, we review major events that took place in the past week at the Presidential Villa, Nigeria's seat of power. In this edition, Nigeria adopts 2012 Foronsaye report for full implementation. Nigeria's president affirms his commitment to true federalism. Plus, Vice President Shatima says Southeast Nigeria is poised for industrial revival. Details of this and more will come your way in this edition of The Villa. My name is Temitokpe Mustafa. You're welcome.
President Bola Ahmed Tinubu has reassured Nigerians that economic recovery is on the way as he set up a tripartite economic presidential advisory committee to tackle economic concerns, food security, and national security. In a meeting with heads of industries and Nigerian top businessmen, as well as some members of the Nigerian Governor's Forum, at the State House on Sunday evening in Abuja, President Tinubu expressed his concerns for the welfare of Nigerians and tasked the business leaders to join hands with the government and give significant changes to the Nigerian economy. Emphasizing the importance of serving the people, President Tinubu called for a national self-assessment to identify and jointly rectify policies hindering economic recovery. We are looking for additional efforts that might help the downtrodden Nigerians and we will provide that hope and the assurance that the economic recovery is on its way. The Nigerian leader further acknowledged the intricacies in the challenges confronting the nation. Hence, he underscored the government's commitment to addressing them. Speaking on the outcome of the meeting, the chairman of the Dangote Foundation, Aliku Dangote, disclosed that the discussions of the meeting focused primarily on the economy, food security, and national security of Nigeria. Dangote stated further that the newly established Presidential Advisory Committee will comprehensively address various issues, including job creation and food security. We are hopeful and we are a great nation. We have what it takes to turn around the economy and we are going to do that. Anambra State Governor Charles Soludo says the Tripartite Presidential Advisory Meeting conveyed by President Bola Ahmed Tinubu unite all stakeholders to collectively face Nigeria's economic challenges. Identifying the place of unity, the Anambra State Governor said that with a united front and shared responsibility, Nigeria can overcome all obstacles. He added that the Trepidat meeting symbolizes commitment to working together amidst potential and determination to achieve a sustainable economy. And we have all the potentials and we have all that it takes to make Nigeria, I mean, get uh, right through these turbulent times and, um, and put the economy back on a sustainable uh, keel. I think there is a unity of purpose, a determination, the sense of patriotism and the Nigerian government is approved and adopted for implementation the Oron Saye report, which recommends the merger and scrap of some federal government agencies and departments across the ministries. Briefing status correspondent after the Monday Federal Executive Council meeting, the Minister of Information, Mohamed Idris, stated that the President Tinubu led administration has approved wide ranging reforms based on the Oron Saye recommendations. Idris said that the moves were part of the government cost-cutting measure to streamline governance. He reassured workers that the implementation of the Oronsai report would not affect jobs, but would secure positions for all affected staff in the new organizations. Administration under the leadership of President Bola Ahmed Tinubu, consistent again with his courage to take very far-reaching decisions in the interest of Nigeria, has taken a decision positions for all affected staff in the new organizations. Administration under the leadership of President Bola Ahmed Tinubu, 
consistent again with his courage to take very far-reaching decisions in the interest of Nigeria has taken a decision to implement the so-called Orosaye Tessuro restructuring of the approvals on merger, scrapping and subsuming of agencies and departments are realized within 12 weeks. The special advisor to the president on policy coordination, Hadiza Balahusman, made this known on Monday while briefing state house correspondent on the adoption of a Ronsai report of 2012. Ruling out the agencies already approved for merger by the Federal Executive Council, Balahusman listed that the National Agency for Control of HIV and AIDS, NAC is to be merged with the Center for Disease Control in the Federal Ministry of Health. The Nomadic Education Commission to be merged with the National Commission for Mass Literacy, Adult Education and Non-Formal Education. The Federal Radio Corporation to be merged with the Voice of Nigeria. The National Commission for Museum and Monuments to be merged with the National Gallery of Art. The National Theatre to be merged with National Troop of Nigeria. The National Meteorological Development Centre to be merged with the National Meteorological Training Institute. The Nigerian Army University, BU, to be merged with the Nigerian Defence Academy to function as a faculty within the um, Nigerian Defence Academy. The Minister of Finance and Coordinating Minister for the Economy, Wale Edu, has said that President Bola Tinubu has directed the redesign of a social security unemployment program that would ensure payment of unemployed Nigerian youths and provide immediate reinstatement of transfer of 25,000 naira to 12 million households for three months. The Minister of Finance made this known after the Federal Executive Council meeting on Monday, presided over by President Bola Tinubu at the Council Chamber Abuja. Edo also disclosed that the government is also considering another program that will boost the purchasing power of the Nigerian youth. School feeding program is another example of relative success. And whilst there is still some further work to be done, particularly as regards uh, availability of the financial data, which is still being looked at, the interim report has been submitted and a key recommendation of the panel was that especially given the heightened um, limited household purchasing power at this time of rising prices, particularly elevated food prices, it's important to restart the the Nigerian government has approved a contract of about 1 trillion naira for the construction of the first phase of the coastal roads across Nigeria. Nigeria's Minister of Works, David Umayi, who stated this after the meeting presided over by President Bola Tinubu at the presidential villa Abuja, explained that the phase is part of the 700-kilometer road which cuts across nine states, with two links leading to the northern state. An example is the Atlantic, you know, ocean surge that would have swallowed the entire, you know, Victoria Island. They've been able to conquer it under the same uh, procurement. But let me also announce that the project, the road is going to be constructed with concrete. And they are master in that, and you can see example of a Papa Uchodi Expressway, uh, which will usually have uh, seven hours, you know, truck staying there. But today, it's 18 of joy. They also...
Nigeria's president, Bola Metunubu, has declared his support for the expatriate employment levy, EEL, saying the initiative will checkmate insecurity, generate more funds, as well as close the wage gap between the expatriate and the Nigerian labor force. Launching the initiative at the State House on Tuesday, President Tinubu cautioned the Nigerian Immigration Service against turning the EEL scheme into an administrative bottleneck that would discourage foreign investors in the country. The president described the EEL initiative as a game changer that will impose an effective timeline on expatriates working in Nigeria to train and develop Nigerian workers further. Balancing of employment opportunity between Nigerians and expatriates. Close wage gap between the expatriates and the Nigerian labor force by making it more attractive to hire Nigerians. We must assure Nigerians that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Nigeria's president, Bola Ahmed Chinubu, says the nation will overcome current economic challenges as he reaffirmed his responsibility of ensuring fiscal and true federalism. The president also said that his administration is working to ensure that Nigeria is reformed for greater efficiency with emphasis on systematically inculcating fairness and equity in all aspects of the national life. These were made known in a statement on Wednesday by the special advisor to the president on media and publicity, Ajurin Gilali. Addressing Afeniferi leaders are the residents of Paruben Fashonroti in Akure on Do State on Wednesday. The president emphasized his commitment to leading Nigeria towards economic and social prosperity. On reforming Nigeria, President Tinubu said his task would be to ensure fiscal and true federalism, as well as the broad-based manifestation of the philosophy of what is source for the ghost is source for the Ganda. The Nigerian leader acknowledged the understanding and support of all Nigerians in the face of the tough but temporary economic conditions, assuring that their patience and perseverance will not be fruitless.